Welcome back to the Midday Reset. My name is Antoinette, and today I want to talk to you about my failed engagement. And of course, I titled it that to be clever, but I noticed something that has changed about myself tremendously in 2020, and it is my ability to relate to people, or maybe I shouldn't say ability, but my desire to even want to relate to and engage with other people. And that is a reflection of the fact that right now we currently here in the United States and also around the entire world, we are divided as people. People have opposing views. They feel very strongly about what they believe in. They feel very adamant that the other side is wrong. Nobody wants to listen to anyone else who is entertaining anything that's outside of what they, the first person, sees as priority and important and relevant. Um, And it's really hurting us as a people, I feel. I mean, in I can only speak for myself, but with my own personality, with my own habits, I generally tend to be someone who is somewhat outgoing. Um, I tend to have no issue with finding a place within a crowd. Um, And I think that's mostly because of the fact that I grew up as an only child and I therefore was very independent from a very young age. And you know, I just adopted that as normal because it was for me. And so even though it's not my favorite thing to do, I am okay with being in crowds of people uh, and having to go up to people and start conversation. Those are things that I used to do when I worked in marketing and public relations, sales, retail, things like that. So um, I have those experiences. And so that's made me into someone who has always just kind of naturally engaged with people. I don't mind engaging with people, or at least I didn't until very recently. It seems like with every new thing that has been unfolding in 2020, it's just driving more and more of a wedge between people and I'm seeing the ways that our population is being lined up against each other on the basis of so many different things that I will say that they are very important and they hold priority, but I think right now the priority has become radically skewed to favor some of these labels and the way that we identify ourselves as individuals so much more than how we should probably be looking at ourselves as a collective group, considering that we all depend so much on each other. I mean, the pandemic and the lockdown and the quarantining and all of the shutting down of borders and putting up travel bans and things like that, that illustrated to us very plainly, at least here in the United States, just how dependent our economy is on imports and getting items from other parts of the world not even remotely close to here. And when that gets interrupted with something such as a pandemic, you know, that has a ripple effect. You feel it all over the place. And at this point, at the time of this recording, we are about six and a half months into the COVID-19 pandemic. 
And as it stands right now, um, I know that at the beginning of this, Dr. Fauci was making lots of predictions about the second wave that was going to come in the fall and the winter. But quite honestly, I don't even think we're going to get to that because we are still caught up in the first wave. I was watching uh, some footage earlier of some college students who... I guess they had a couple of them had tested positive for COVID-19 and so they were at their fraternity house but they had like seven more people over as guests at the fraternity house and so this police officer this is body cam footage by the way um this officer comes up and he starts talking to these boys and you know it comes out that one of them tested positive and he says yeah I've been quarantining here at my house And the officer says, well, it's not really quarantine if you're inviting people over because that still gives you a chance to transmute the disease to someone else. And then they leave here and they take it somewhere else. But the point that I'm trying to make is that this college student didn't seem to understand the definition of quarantine. Um, And that's alarming because if we're six and a half months in, I mean, I'm not sure exactly when the footage was taken, but... Or actually, yes, I am. It had the date on it in the corner and it said 9-5-2020. I remember I looked at that first. Uh, anyway, so at this point, it's in September of 2020, we should be clear on exactly how the disease gets uh, transmitted to other people. We should be clear on what quarantine means. We should be clear on what social distancing means. And we should be clear on what procedures to follow if you are infected um, in terms of, you know, sanitation and things like that. Uh, But we're not. And so anyway, so we've got issues where we have people who are somewhat informed versus those who are not informed at all and maybe don't want to be. We have the issue of racial injustice, which has been unfolding mainly, well, it's been unfolding for about 400 years in this country. But Um, It really erupted with the death of George Floyd earlier this year in May, and tensions have been very high um, racially here in the United States because I don't know if the United States knows what to do with its boiling pot population anymore. And so that's an issue because we have people here who want freedom and they want justice and they want their rights to be honored. And I don't think any of that is too much to ask for anybody. But all of those things mean something different to the people who live here. We have some people living here who their ancestors were people who came over with those early settlers to create the colonies that we had initially here in the United States. And then you have other people who their ancestors came here on boats because of the slave trade. You have people who came here because their family members needed them to come here and get an education and get a good job so that they could start securing a future for other members of the family, aging members of the family. And these people live in countries where they are fighting oppression. We have people here who risked quite a bit mostly walking, catching catching rides, hitchhiking, what have you, just to come to cross our border to seek safety for themselves and their children. 
we have some people here who have generational wealth. We have some people here who have generational debt, which is something that I, I, I don't know if that's a real term, but I'm going to go ahead and coin it right here on the midday reset because I was discussing with a colleague the idea that, you know, legacies and people who have generational wealth and who can attend um, very prestigious institutions and then their bloodline also does that and then they benefit from that, um, you know, that is a huge leg up. That's a huge advantage that you would have in society where colleges and universities charge a lot of money for tuition. But by the same token, I would say that generational debt can also be passed along the same way, simply because educational debt is a debt that cannot be wiped out by anything, not bankruptcy, not death. It doesn't matter if you were murdered. When you die, your educational debt just gets carried over to whoever else was listed on your promissory note. And so in that way, when you have low-income people who are seeking ways to get ahead and are desperate for options, who then get preyed upon to enroll in school, and the school might provide them a degree, but the degree is in a field that's very heavily saturated, or the circumstances are of such that this person cannot attend school on a consistent basis. They don't have transportation. They don't have a stable home that they live in. Um, but basically, that's creating generational debt because that person's debt then gets attached to them. They never quite get ahead, and usually that impacts their lifespan. So they die younger, and then that further impacts the rest of their family because then that debt gets pushed on to whoever else was on that promissory note, which was probably a family member. I mean, it's it's probably a sibling or a parent. Uh, hopefully, it's not a child, but then that person assumes this debt along with their own and the cycle just is allowed to snowball into something really big and frustrating. So um, we have a lot of division in this country because we have a lot of different identities in this country. And I think that that's a beautiful thing. I, I believe that the mission of what America was supposed to stand for is still a beautiful one, but I think that we have to change our expectations for how we are going to treat each other if we're going to make this work. And I'm not sure if anybody's really ready to do that yet because it requires having to admit a lot of difficult truths about injustice and unfair treatment that was allowed to continue. Um, and I don't think that conversation needs to necessarily involve assigning blame so much as what are we going to do to move on from this? But right now, we seem to be caught up in this movement of anti-intellectualism here in the United States. People don't want to do the research. They don't want to look into uh, stories to find out what the real information is. And so when you have people who are poorly informed and they are also heavily divided because there are differences among them that we are hyper-focused on because, quite honestly, we have a lot more in common than we have different, but that's a whole separate conversation. Um, but when you have situations like that, a circumstance like that, then you create a population where people have a hard time engaging with one another, and it's really unfortunate. But what I want to share is that there is still humanity in this world. I know I just spent upwards of 11 minutes talking to you and painting this grim picture of what the world is looking like. And I didn't do that because I'm trying to depress you. I did it because I'm trying to be realistic. But the thing is, humanity still exists in this world. You just have to go and find it. 
you have to be willing to put yourself out there a little bit and do so safely because we are still in the midst of a pandemic. But joining virtual groups where you can talk to people and connect. I find that when people are actually speaking to each other through video instead of just through text, like in comment sections or DMs, instead it's more like a Skype or a Zoom or a FaceTime, it seems like emotions become a lot more genuine as well as a lot less aggressive in those moments. And so I highly encourage you to do some of that networking, some of that reaching out and connecting with others at a time like this. Find the other good people in this world and and have good conversations with them. Check in with them on a regular basis. Make them your friend. There's really no test or criteria that people totally have to go through to become your friend. If you decide that you like someone, you like their energy, you feel good around them, then be friends with them. Carry on a friendship with them in a way that you communicate regularly and communicating with them helps you feel better and lifts you up. Um, Also, please remember, please, please, please remember that you must protect yourself and protect your psyche and your energy at a time like this when the world is very heavily divided. Recognize that a lot of the headlines that you see on pages such as Yahoo or MSNBC, um, even Reddit, you know, that a lot of these headlines that you see are written in ways to get you to react emotionally. So because you know that. Maybe it's a good idea to try to limit your exposure to the news. That's what I'm doing. I only watch the news maybe two to three days a week. And then I try to stay off of it. I I look at it because I feel that I need to be informed and I need to be up on the latest developments and information that is out here in our world. Uh, But I just can't get sucked into a lot of the storylines that are playing out with a lot of these politicians and the things that they say and the entertainers that are somehow involved in politics now. And I'm just, it all just throws me for a doozy. And so I have to take it in small bites. And so if that's what you have to do as well, I highly recommend it. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, And then also... Just make sure that you're always being nice to yourself. Go easy on yourself. This time is difficult, you guys. It's brutal. I'm having a hard time. A lot of you have reached out to me and told me about the difficulties you're facing. This is challenging, and we don't need to downplay that. So that's all the more reason why your self-care is going to be so important. Take breaks, take naps, go on hikes, get outside and breathe fresh air. Order up your favorite foods, watch some of your favorite movies, hang out with some of your favorite people, but please make sure that you're being nice to yourself because you're having to do a lot of hard stuff right now and you need to make sure that you're telling your body, your soul, and your mind, thank you for helping me get through yet another day. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Let me know how you feel about engaging with people right now. Are you someone who is still openly engaging with people or do you find yourself also shying away from engaging with others? I don't know. I just think that when you look back at why our country was formed, and I'm talking specifically about the United States right now, but when you look back at the founding of this country... I don't know if that was necessarily the idea that the Founding Fathers had in mind. I know that there were a lot of things that were flawed with the Founding Fathers, but I don't think that they wanted an America where the citizens didn't even want to interact with each other because everyone was that angry and that on edge. 
It's just my opinion. You let me know what you think. You can write to me at Antoinette at MiddayReset.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Midday Reset. Um, also at Miss Antoinette Chanel. I love hearing from you. I hope you guys are doing well. Take care and I will see you next time. Mm-hmm.